Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by, and welcome to WIC's fourth quarter and four-year 2020 earnings call. At this time, all participant lines are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star than one on your telephone. We ask that you please limit yourself to one question and one follow-up. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star than zero. I would now like to turn the conference over to your host, Maggie O'Donnell, Director of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thanks, Sarah. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Wix's fourth quarter and full year 2020 earnings call. Joining me today to discuss our results are Avishai Abrahami, our CEO and co-founder, Nir Zohar, our President and COO, and Lior Shemesh, our CFO. During this call, we may make forward-looking statements, and these statements are based on current expectations and assumptions. Please consider the risk factors included in our press release and most recent Form 20F that could cause our actual results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements. We do not undertake any obligation to update these forward-looking statements. In addition, we will comment on non-GAAP financial results and key operating metrics. You can find all reconciliations between our GAAP and non-GAAP results in the earnings materials and our interactive analyst center on the investor relations section of our website, investors.wix.com. With that, I will now turn the call over to Avishai for some opening remarks. Avishai? Good morning, every- Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. I think that if you look at the numbers, it's kind of obvious to see that this was our best year ever. So it's really exciting for us. But even more than that, I want to point out two things that are, might be less obvious that I get excited about even more. And this is a, that we have incredible, more than doubling growth on e-commerce, and uh, of course, uh, more than doubling growth on partners, people that are building websites for others. Both those uh, things represent new kind of businesses that which we sell, new revenue streams that we have now on Wix. And, and, and both by nature, are compounding, right? E-commerce because you have more people adding and also they have more payments and then on the other hand, uh, all of the partners because they build multiple websites. That's their business to be more and more websites. So for us as Wix, this is a big turning point where we are actually expanding our offering to be much wider. In fact, if you look at that and you think about the growth rate of Wix and, and the size and renewal of things on the internet, of online presence on the internet. I believe that it's kind of, well, maybe a bit ambitious, but achievable, right? To assume that in five years, half of all the new things on the internet will be built in Wix. In fact, I'm so confident about it that I have to say that if we continue to have great execution, then this is something that we should should achieve. And, uh, and, and, and for me, as a CEO of Wix, this is Super exciting. It's really amazing to be in a place that you see such growth in, in all the new things we released and, of course, that it positioned us uh, as such a core part of the Internet going forward. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And with that, I'm going to go back to Maggie. Thank you, Avishai. All right. I think we are ready for Q&A. Operator. Thank you. As a reminder to ask a question, you will need to press star than one on your telephone. To withdraw your question, please press the pound key. We also ask that you please limit yourself to one question and one follow-up. 
Our first question comes from the line of Brent Steele with Jeffries. Your line is now open. Thank you, um, Avshai. Just your vision of moving upstream to service not only small businesses but mid-enterprise and, and enterprise. Can you just update us in, in terms of the vision and traction you're starting to see, you know, beyond the, the smallest, smaller startups? Uh, and, and of course, how of much course. Uh, so actually, this goes in, in, in a few different directions, right? So the first thing is that the product today is a product that fits, right? It can build huge websites with Wix. But beyond that, it's also an Editor X, which allows you to create this very sophisticated design going all the way to what you would see in the most complex websites existing today. The business stack below that, the ability to actually use Velo, and connect everything to your back-end, to your enterprise offering. And, of course, the challenge, because most of the larger customers do not build the website themselves. They work with partners. They have somebody that does it for them. So our ability to serve those with a great offering as well. And, and all of this has pretty much happened this year. So for me, it's, it's really exciting. And we're already starting to see. We shared some examples on the Editor X uh, uh, launch uh, two weeks ago. And uh, we're really starting to see more and more uh, uh, larger uh, uh, companies using Wix. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Sterling Audi with J.P. Morgan. Your line is now open. Yeah, thanks. Hi, guys. Just one question from my side. Looking in the presentation materials, uh, the discussion around the take rate on payments, it's a really impressive rate for a company, you know, being in the payments business as long as you have. I'm curious, what's allowed you to get to those level of take rates? And are those take rates, you know, when you first start with a customer, do you ramp to those levels? Or are you at those levels from the beginning and they hold steady when a customer comes on to Wix payments? Hey, Sterling, it's near. So thank you, and it's, I think it's a great question. As you phrase it, uh, relatively early, and, and actually uh, I'm 100% sure that the take rate is actually going to improve over time, as you've seen it improving uh, so far. When you look at a, at a, at a specific customer, then, then we, you don't ramp up. We, we start at a, at a higher uh, take rate. But obviously the, the, our ability to increase the, uh, the overall take rate on the platform uh, comes from the ongoing improvements that we apply to the platform and the expansion we are doing to the platform also into internationally. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Ron Josie with JMP Securities. Your line is now open. Great. Thanks for taking the question. Maybe a similar question in terms of the graduation rate for, for users. I was pretty impressed to see 37% of of 2020 cohort revenue from newer online customers or subscribers or commerce subscribers. And, and I think you, you talked about maybe a 2x increase in terms of the rate of those subscribers adopting G Suite and Ascend and Facebook ads. Can you just talk about the journey of how a new commerce uh, subscriber goes about adopting these products? Is this something immediate? Is this something that happens over the next couple months once they start using the product? That would be helpful. And then maybe, Lior, on subs, I have to ask, with 185 new subscri- 1,000 new subscribers this quarter, can you just talk about the strategy here? I think they declined sequentially and, and just maybe a little bit more about just the new subscriber growth. Thank you. Of course. So most of the time I was seeing is that people would start with the very basic 
and with a very basic e-commerce business. And as time passes, they will extend and add new things to it. So it's not like uh, you come in one day and build everything. I mean that, uh, for example, if you look at the automatic uh, advertising product, that can happen after a few years or after, after a few months, but it almost never happened in the first month, right? And, uh, and we're seeing that the consumption of additional tools from us is something that is a, the more people know the system, they understand the system and actually appreciate it and, and have trust with it, right? That's where they start looking around and seeing, okay, how we can accelerate a business. And uh, uh, so normally people will come to Wix and in the first couple of, uh, I would say, a week or so, they'll, they'll build their online presence for the, like the basic offering. Right? So if it's a shopping cart business, they add the products, they set up the billing, the payments, the policies, and, and they'll try and start selling. Uh, if it's a, a, a if it's something that has to book booking, they build the basic offering of booking at some of the teachers or some of the classes and start working from that. After that, they usually start using the applications, right? So the native application, and after that, they start going deeper and deeper into business tools. So usually a process that takes a bit, and. Uh, So it, it usually takes something that it takes time, and then that's what we're, we're seeing. By the way, another thing that we're seeing is that a lot of them will start adding different tools. So somebody that has a booking business will start selling products, right, to his customers. So we're starting to see uh, there, and then somebody that's doing selling product will start offering classes and, and teaching and, and things. So we're seeing a lot of this cross uh, between the verticals, hotels, obviously. They have a store, they have a spa. So there's a lot of a, a cross between the verticals. So it's more of a vertical offering, not necessarily vertical customers in many places, in many cases. Leo, you want to take the second one? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Ron. Uh, so with regard to the question about the, uh, the, the net uh, subs, um, so Q4 2019, actually uh, the growth was about 107% more than uh, Q4 uh, 2019 meaning that 2020 actually growth was uh, 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 double, more than double than Q, than Q4 uh, last year. Um, that said, uh, Q4 was uh, in a way also impacted by, uh, by typical seasonality uh, with a bit of a higher volatility, um, you know, due to the epidemic. Um, and probably also because uh, we, we came out of a very strong Q3. Uh, so, so obviously, uh, we see that the impact is kind of temporary for the fourth quarter, and it's also reflected in the Q1 guidance that we provided that the growth, uh, for example, of creative subscription is more than 30%. I think that it's also important to mention that the value of each subscription is so different, uh, so it's really hard to measure and compare, uh, and this is why, by the way, we, we in a way, we are valuating or looking at, at, uh, at, at, uh, at ourselves as the value of the code. Just an example, and I think that we also provided to you in the uh, shareholder update, the 2020 code generated nearly 7.5x uh, the amount of revenue uh, compared to 2016 code. I think that it's a great indication to understand that each subscription today the value of it is much higher than a subscription a year or two or three years ago. Uh, so I hope that it answers your question. It does. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Navid 
Khan with Truist Securities. Your line is now open. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, so, Avish, I on on your uh, vision of maybe um, you know accounting for 50% of, of new sites by in five to seven years. Where do you think you are on that on that metric today in terms of share? Um, and then maybe um, if I heard you correctly, just a clarification. Did you say that the contribution or the growth in partner channel doubled last year, and how should we think about growth in the channel for this year? Yes, so I did mention that, and I think that uh, hopefully it will more than double this year as well. And uh, this is something that uh, two and three years ago we spoke to everybody here and we mentioned that we're going to invest into, the, in, into that, and I think we're seeing really massive success. I think that, uh, uh, you know, 50%, right, of the new, si- of the new uh, sites being on the Internet built in weeks, obviously it's an ambitious goal, right? And I think that uh, it's company you want to be ambitious. But I think that uh, you can just play a little bit with the mathematics, right? And you'll see that it's not hard to imagine that we'll be there. It's actually very likely that unless something changes, right, we'll, we'll be able to achieve that. Of course, we'll, be, we'll need to do excellent execution and we'll have to continue to uh, innovate and, and drive products. But uh, uh, I think this year's growth rate, and we look at the history of the growth rate, is such that it's showing that it's very likely uh, to happen. Well, it can be not five years, but six years, right? But it can also probably be four years. So I think when I say five to seven years, I believe that it's something that is very achievable. And, uh, and, and, and for the thing, there's a message uh, internally for the company. It's a very important uh, thing because this is really something we believe we can achieve, and this is something that worked very hard. we worked very hard to achieve. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Ken Wong with Guggenheim Securities. Your line is now open. Great. Thank you for taking my question, guys. Um, you know, I wanted to maybe touch on payments again. Uh, you know, previously, you guys updated us that about 30% of the install base had attached payments and 80% of the new. Uh, any, any refresh of those numbers? And then on the take rate, as you think about where you guys could go, uh, any rough sense of what that ceiling is? You have know, some some of your competitors out there have roughly 250 basis points. Um, is, is that what we should be thinking for for Wix payments longer term? Hey, hey, Ken, it's new. So, in terms of I think the the 30 percent, 80 percent, it's 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 growing. It hasn't changed dramatically. I don't think there's there's a, something different to report at this stage. But it's the the adoption continues at a high pace. I think that in terms of the take rate, then yes, I think that definitely over a longer period of time we will get to to, uh, to industry st- industry standards as we keep on evolving the product and expanding it. Uh, that's definitely the goal. Great, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Nat Schindler with Bank of America. Your line is now open. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, so um, and you mentioned in the gross margin discussion that there was a the, – the decline was partially due to, to the customer care expansion. How much of that is leverageable? And longer term, where do you think the, hit, uh, the gross margins will settle out? Secondly, if I look at your TROI slide, um, I think this is one of the first times I've seen just in the, on the Q1 slide 
which should be, I think, on average, ten and a half months um, of time from that that uh, on that Q1 result, and it still hasn't gone into positive return. So a little off your seven to nine. Was that a a function of just Q1 this year and some seasonality, or is that an actual trend that you're looking to expand your TROI? Okay, so I will start with the uh, first question about um, about the growth margin. I think that uh, I, I want to divide the question, uh, the answer into two. Uh, first, let me talk about the uh, creative subscription. Um, so you're absolutely right. Uh, the creative subscription is actually the growth margin uh, went down as a result mainly of the expansion of our customer care uh, to address the huge demand that we see right now, but also in the future. Obviously, um, we see that demand is, you know, continue to grow. So we have to make sure that we prepare ourselves, prepare our ability to support uh, users that come to Wix um, and looking uh, to build an online presence. Um, so we hired about uh, 700 uh, agents in 2020, which obviously has a full impact on 2021, but we will continue to hire more, about 600 more in 2021. Uh, so it has an effect. To your question, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, and, and we mentioned that by second half of 2022, uh, we are going to be back to about 80% of gross margin uh, as we stop hiring in accelerated mode. Um, and also, there is a lot of infrastructure improvement that we've done in order to support this growth uh, that we uh, won't do, uh, obviously, you know, in the, uh, in the near future. Uh, so definitely, it's a kind of a temporary effect in order to answer the growth, um, and uh, we feel very good about it. With regard to the business solution, uh, nothing dramatically changed, except of two things. The first one is the change of mix, where payments become uh, uh, more dominant uh, in terms of the business solution. Actually, in 2021, it will be the, like, like the number one uh, uh, revenue stream on the business solution, kind, kind, kind of, uh, you know, amazing, uh, taking into consideration that we just started this business. Um, and, and, and the gross margin of payments is increasing as, as, as we scale up. Uh, we talk about the tech rate, for example. Uh, so we also are, uh, um, you know, investing a lot in order to build the infrastructure to support payments. Um, everything about the onboarding process, about the support. Um, so uh, next year, for example, we are not going to invest as much as we are investing uh, this year. So gross margin is expected to go up as well uh, there. But it's also important to mention that the focus of business solution is about the product uh, for users, not necessarily the gross margin, uh, because in the end of the day, uh, it's generate incremental uh, free cash flow to our balance sheet, and this is very important. It also has an indirect effect over the retention of the creative subscription. Uh, so this is obviously something that is very important for us. <laughs> And uh, this is Avishai. I just want uh, about your question about TOI in the first quarter. So it was influenced by uh, a couple of things. And uh, first of all was that if you remember in the first uh, month of the pandemic, everything actually slowed down a bit. And then it accelerated obviously in that uh, quarter. The second thing is that we launched, uh, uh, we spent marketing dollars on launching uh, new products. 
And that always, you know, you always spend there to start creating this pool. So that was a mostly, uh, so that was the effect of that. Then not, the, the last part of it was that uh, we started investing to, uh, into e-commerce product and the behavior of retaining uh, cash is, is influenced also by, of course, our tech of payment, and that's something that we have to learn how to include better into the, to the mathematics. However, I want to say that as the CEO, you know, we came up with the number seven to nine months because we felt that this means that we're efficient in, in, in a certain way. But uh, for me, if, you're in, if we're in 10 months, or it's actually better than if we're in six months, right? Because that's actually is what I would be worried about more. Uh, and uh, by the end of the year, by the way, last year, we came back again to the same range of seven to nine months. But... Uh, and thank you for noticing that, and I think it was influenced again by the, by the, the pandemic, releasing of new products, and, and, and uh, trying to think about what is the model with which we should measure uh, all the commerce things, which of course have a different way to behave in terms of return on investment, because they tend to go more in the future, right? So if in the first year you get X, usually in the second year you get 1.5 or 2X on, from them. So maybe we should be a bit more open to spending a bit more on those guys. Makes sense. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Jason Huffston with Oppenheimer. Your line is now open. Um, hey, uh, hey, everybody. Thanks. So uh, maybe start with a question about um, your comment about you're targeting half of all new sites or things. Um, in five to seven years, where are you today? So kind of what's the starting point um, that you're using to get to that glide path? Um, and then a question about um, the gap between collections and revenue. Maybe um, take us through just the puts and takes because we, we get a lot of questions from investors on kind of, you know, we go through periods where obviously it's, it's ex the, the gap, right, because the per revenue is expanding, and then it narrows. So just kind of take us through that. Thanks. All right, so I think that uh, if I answer uh, one of your questions, from, as far as I know, if you look at the Internet, right, you have to divide it, right, between a few different sectors. So the first thing would be uh, people that are building small business websites, mostly building themselves. And I think there's self-creators, which is, by the way, a trend that is super growing on the Internet, right? So that trend in itself is growing. And in that trend today, I think Wix is already about 50% or very close to 50% of new sites being created on the Internet today. So from self-creators on the Internet. And, uh, and then if you look at, uh, at partners and designers, so it's very hard to estimate exactly what are their numbers on the planet, but I assume always that their partner, number on the planet is probably equivalent to the amount of people using Photoshop. Right? It's not exactly, but very similar, so about three, uh, three or four million. And, and we are getting to be about, well, I don't know if we disclosed that number or not, but... But we're already double digits in that, in, in, from that, right? And this is a new offering that we have. So even without doing it, just continuing to grow in the same rate that we grow, we'll be at 50% of those. Now, those guys are, are responsible for two kinds of websites. They're responsible for people that, that, that buy websites, right? So have somebody else designing their website. And, of course, for enterprise, uh, for most of the enterprise, a large company's website. So I think just by looking at those two key and key factors, right? You can see that it's very cheerful for us to be 50% uh, of all new internet websites. Uh, and uh, the one thing that we don't address 
as much today, but we're seeing growth already with Editor X happening today. Our companies building their own websites, so enterprises, so medium-sized companies or large-sized companies. And again, we're seeing growth with Editor X, which is surprisingly fast, 10% month over month. So more than 10% month over month. So I think that the factor of that, it's very easy to extrapolate that will probably be 50% of all new websites being built in the world in uh, uh, within five years. Hey, Jason, with regard to the uh, second question about uh, collection and, and revenue, um, a general comment about it, um, I think that uh, we need to relate um, uh, to two different behaviors. The first one is the creative subscription, which mostly is recognized over time, as you know. Business solution is mostly recognized immediately, for example, payments. Uh, so collection is equal to revenue, uh, with regard to payments, for example. Uh, in Q4, uh, we had uh, uh, more uh, collections coming from payments than what we anticipated initially. Um, therefore, the revenue was all recognized immediately, and it was uh, kind of uh, uh, increased uh, more than what we anticipated, as I mentioned before. So obviously, you know, the gap between revenue to collection is really depends on the nature of the growth. If the growth is more coming from creative subscription, you will see that uh, uh, that the gap is is uh, is increasing. If uh, uh, you see that the growth of business solution is increasing, so the the, the opposite. So it really depends. But again, this quarter, um, it was a nice. Uh, uh, it was very nice to see how business solution is scaling up, especially payments. Uh, which obviously was all recognized. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Yigal Iranian with Webbush. Your line is now open. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for the questions. I want to ask around uh, the $60 million in incremental investments this year and um, you know, how you think about that, that being the, the right level of investment, um, how that, that flows through to, um, to, to the revenue collections guidance uh, this year and, and next year as well. And then, you know, with, within that, um, ed, you have two real big initiatives, I guess, right, at ed, ed, EditorX and um, ed, EditorX and the partners and, and, and commerce. Um, is is EditorX with 200,000 subs kind of tracking where, you know, where you thought you'd be at, at, at this moment and, um, you know, how does how does Editor X contribute to commerce? Are, are you seeing more commerce sites being built on, on Editor X? Is it is it a, a boost to the commerce initiative? Um, and then I have a few kind of technical follow-ups I'll ask after. Uh, so I will start with the uh, 60 million incremental uh, investments that uh, we've made. Um, so we mentioned that we are going to use it for uh, for several things. The first one is about uh, the share headcount, uh, expanding it. Um, so <clears throat> it's a good question because, you know, uh, internally we, we try to understand how many people, how many agents we need to support uh, the continuous growth. Uh, we also assume that the growth will continue. I mean, we talked uh, also last quarter about a new state of mind, and it's actually happening. Um, the growth continue and the demand is actually increasing. Uh, so in order to support that, we have to uh, recruit more people, at, uh, uh, more agents, and it takes time to train them. Um, 
So I believe that 2021, we are going to uh, increase the investment, as we mentioned before. We are going to see the benefit of it already in 2021, but mostly in 2022, as the, gro- as, as the growth margin actually increasing again to 80% for creative subscription. Uh, we are going to use it in order to support payments. Uh, we talk about the payments, uh, the product, uh, and, and the growth, um, and, and how we increase the tech rate. And there is a huge opportunity for us on payments. Payment has already started to deliver free cash flow on the bottom line. I think that next year it will be much more uh, significant for us. Uh, and the same goes for uh, account management. Uh, so we believe that this is like the appropriate amount that we need to invest. Obviously, we are not doing it in day one. Uh, it will be based on the actual growth that we are going to see and witness uh, throughout the year. And I just want to add that, you know, I think that, you know, in many companies that have a balance sheet as strong as ours will use that in order to grow the business through M&As. I think that we've, you know, our approach is that most of our growth will always come from, from innovation. I think we've, you know, we've proven that investing into innovation is what works best for us to generate that future growth. Um. Okay, helpful. And I wanted to just a couple of mechanical things. So people have asked about um, payments and, and the take rate. Can you just explain the, the gap between the one percent and what's listed on your website, which is which is you know kind of amounts to two and a half to three percent already. What what what's the difference between what, what's listed on your site and what you're recognizing? Are chargebacks being accounted for in, in the take rate or or as a cost? Um, and then um, again, going back to the so the creative subscriptions collections, which decelerated this quarter, and you're expecting to accelerate again next quarter, is that all coming from uh, the kind of pull forward you talked about in subs in 3Q and normalizing again in 1Q, or are there other seasonal elements that are causing that? So I'll start with the second question. Uh, it's exactly what we said before about uh, um, the uh, seasonality. Um, effect that we've seen and, um, and uh, the volatility that we had in the fourth quarter, again, especially after a very strong Q3. Uh, but we already see on January number that it's going up again to more than 30% on a year-over-year basis. Uh, so I think that it's a great indication uh, for the fact that it's only a, a temporary effect and we are back to the, uh, the growth that we've uh, seen before. As for EditorX, you ask about the growth for EditorX. So, I gotta say that it's a, your first question was a, about, a, a, about growth of editor X and a, a, for me, I think this is the, by far the fastest growing product we ever released. And in terms of growth, a, and taking into account that this is not something that you just can broadcast and use regular marketing channel because you're going after professional people. I think this is amazing, and it's a, a, a testimony to the quality of the product and to the quality of the marketing team working on this product. On a, in regards to a, does it do? A, a, it's growing over the 10% month over month, 200,000 users already. So really, it's it's fantastic. In terms of contribution to e-commerce, we do see more e-commerce there, and we do see more complex uh, projects there. And uh, I think a big part of the reason for that is that this is not, you know, Editor X is really a tool for professionals. I, I struggle to finish a website with it. It takes me time. 
Having that, if you use ADR, obviously it's, uh, it's never an issue, but even if you use the classic editor, it's very simple to do. Editor is, is, is much harder, so of course, people using that are more professional, have bigger projects, deeper projects, and uh, that's part of it. Again, for me, the most amazing thing is that I did not expect it to be anywhere near uh, where near where it is now in terms of numbers or growth rate. It's amazing. Um, was there any more questions or we answered everything? Yeah. And then the, the, the pay what's what's the difference between the one percent pay rate and payments and what's listed on your site? What what are the factors there? So well, you have to remember that uh, first of all, you know, this is a young product and you're you're evolving it. A lot of our of our existing uh, uh, users who are transacting on our system uh, are not necessarily on our own gateway, and in which case we have different kind of commercial terms with the other gateways. So naturally, it's not as favorable as through ours. We're not forcing them to move. We're enticing them to move by offering a better product and higher value. This is also why you see the take rate taking off from the half a percent it was in 19 to the 1.3 percent it should be in, in, in 2021. And we are very confident that it will continue to go up. Great. Helpful. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Nick Jones with City. Your line is now open. Great. Thanks uh, for the question. Uh, I guess to follow up on some of the uh, incremental investment, um, specifically on the growing the account management team for high, uh, for the high-volume commerce users, um, how do you feel the Wix platform is positioned against some of the, you know, I guess, competitors for kind of agencies or, you know, higher-volume e-commerce uh, companies uh, or, uh, you know, is Wix's suite of solutions today adequate for someone to scale to a sizable uh, e-commerce company, or, or is that you know a risk as they get bigger that they turn to maybe custom applications to you know improve speed or things like that? Thanks. Well, I think that uh, I think that we've arrived to a place where we're actually very competitive in those uh, categories, and I think that uh, if you use Wix e-commerce, which is really a fantastic product. And then Editor X, which is nothing compared to it in the ability to design, edit, control your site. Work as a team, right? We have the ability, we're the only company on the planet to give you a way to actually work as a team when you build projects like that, right? So you can use um, concurrent editing, right? For that, you have the history, the versioning, and then you have Velo, right? The Wix code solution. So you can actually custom build whatever you need and you don't have to rebuild new servers and infrastructure. So I'd say that if you... Uh, if you look at our ability to uh, compete this year on bigger projects, it's fantastic. I think we have the best offering on the planet. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Our last question comes from the line of Chris Contarge with Deutsche Bank. Your line is now open. Thanks for taking my question. Um, Maybe two, if I can. Um, you talked about having these commercial relationships with some of the other gateways. Can you just help us think about the opportunity for Wix to charge a transaction fee, some, similar to what some of your peers are doing on transactions that are taking place on, um, yeah, other, other payment rails um, and not through Wix payments? And then just kind of thinking through um, – your 2021 payment disclosures that you've, or guidance that you've given here. How should we think about, uh, yeah, as we look at 
gross payment value from existing users versus new users? How should we think about the drivers there? And just, just curious, um, yeah, why, why, why is the uh, revenue guidance so tight at this point in time for a product that's growing so quickly? Thanks. Hey, it's Leo. I'll take the first uh, part, and I think Leo will cover the second one. Um, so in terms of the opportunity to charge transaction fees for other payment gateways, first of all, of course, we have that opportunity. At this stage, we, uh, we haven't uh, implemented it or don't intend to do it in the near future. We believe that our uh, ability to, to move the merchants and our, our the customers is through the depth of our product and offering and make it so excellent that it's just much superior. You know, we may do that in the future. Currently, uh, we don't think that that's the, the best way to go about it. With regard to the uh, 2021 uh, 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 payment guidance, um, so obviously we see a strong growth coming from uh, both existing and new users. Um, but, uh, for example, a lot of new users in 2020 are driving the growth. Uh, it's in a way, think about it as a compounding effect where you see the growth of our users. Uh, in addition, we are getting more because also the mix is changing and we are getting more kind of a business users. Uh, so we, we see more than that and, and it's actually growing. And, uh, and at the same time, we also increase the tech rate. So all those uh, indicators actually uh, lead us to believe that uh, the guidance for 2021 is actually something that is quite realistic. We are very excited about it. Um, and actually, it can, I can tell you that it can be even more than that. Uh, it really depends on, you know, how the, the year will be and how much uh, people are going to embrace, you know, the, uh, the, the new product. Uh, for example, point of sale. Point of sale is going to move many people from offline to online, so it's also going to contribute a global expansion of Wix payments. So there's a lot of opportunities over there, but certainly also long-term uh, uh, opportunities uh, that we intend uh, to pursue. Got it. Thanks for the call. Thank you. I will now turn the call back over to Maggie O'Donnell for closing remarks. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I hope you have a good day. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. <laughs>